0: Gonna, we're gonna look at the miracle of prophecies fulfilled. The miracle of prophecies fulfilled. Matthew eight and eight Matthew one and eighteen. Now the birth of Jesus was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took him unto him his wife, and knew her not till she brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. The story of Christmas, we think of the story of Christmas in the Bible. We most usually think of the gospel accounts, what it says in Matthew, what it says in Luke. And uh, many of you probably read the Christmas story in your family, or if you don't, it's a good tradition, uh, before the gifts are open and before uh, the Christmas dinner and all the other things that go on. What a wonderful tradition it is uh, to read the Christmas story. It's always been uh, our, our practice in our family to read from the gospel account in the, of, of uh, the book of Luke and the Christmas story. And uh, so we know it's in the Gospels, but uh, I think that um, most everyone that's a Bible reader recognizes that that uh, the story of Christmas goes way back further than just in the Gospel accounts. That there's hundreds of prophecies in the Old Testament all speaking to the the birth of Jesus, the life of Jesus, the death of Jesus, the resurrection of Jesus, all of these things prophesied in the Old Testament. Now, it's significant in the book of Matthew because, if you remember, Matthew was a tax collector and he was a Jew. And uh, so he was uh, speaking to convince all of his Jewish uh, family, all of the Jews... He was writing to convince them that uh, uh, the, uh, the God that they served and they knew, the Old Testament God, was the God that was speaking and prophesying of this Jesus and that Jesus was truly the fulfillment of all of those Old Testament prophets. Amen. All of the Old Testament, actually every book in the Old Testament it is a looking forward to the Messiah, in one way or another. It is a pointing to the Savior that was coming, this, and uh, you'll you'll see that all throughout the Old Testament scriptures there is the pointing to a Messiah coming, a Savior coming, an anointed one that was coming, a Redeemer that was coming. Jesus has always been coming, and it has been uh, prophesied with. Over 300 Old Testament uh, prophecies, all speaking about his coming. Amen. So the Christmas story is not just in the gospel accounts. The Christmas story uh, is all revealed all throughout the scripture in the revelation of Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Praise God for that. Amen. So the Old Testament gives not only the prophecies, but... There are a lot of very specific details about the coming of Jesus that you'll find in the prophecies uh, concerning Jesus, which reminds us of the great miracle of the scripture and uh, that we have within our hands. It's not just a religious book. It's not just a book of sayings. This is the word of God. It has been inspired of God. And it's been preserved down through the ages for you and me as a reminder to us of the hope of salvation. Amen. And all that we place our confidence in uh, today. And so uh, the fact of these prophecies, it validates the fact that we know that God keeps his promises. Amen. God keeps his word. Not one word, not one word has failed. There hath not failed one word of all of his good promise. So you can build your life on the promise of God. You can count on the word of God. It's dependable. When all the world is crumbling around us and everything in this world seems like it's gone nuts and crazy, and that's the world we're living in right now, there's still something that's stable. There's still something that's sure and steadfast. And that uh, is the promises of God and His Word. Isaiah 46 and 11. Yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. It is the Word of the Lord. And He's promised, I'm going to fulfill it. I'm going to bring it all to pass. Amen. So all of these promises and, and all of these prophecies are miraculous. Amen. It's a miracle that God has spoken uh, through dozens and dozens of prophets and provided hundreds of prophecies, all fulfilled with great detail in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. What a wonderful thing it is uh, to know a Savior and to know the reality of who he is. Amen. But not only does it uh, validate the fact um, uh, of uh, his word being dependable, but it also gives us the assurance in our hearts that Jesus Christ is truly the Messiah. He is truly who he claimed to be. And we can put all of our hope and our salvation in him. And Matthew is writing to a Jewish nation, appealing to them to help them to understand that all of those Old Testament scriptures that they believed in, they believed in them, they were being fulfilled in the person of Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. So you'll see some of these prophecies right here in the first couple of chapters of Matthew. First couple of chapters here, he speaks uh, and uh, prophecies are fulfilled right here. And... uh, One of them is in uh, verse 22 where he says, Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet. And uh, Matthew, he repeats, repeats that phrase again and again and again. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet. Reminding the Jewish nation, you know, you read the prophets, you know about these prophecies Uh, You just don't understand that this person, Jesus, this little baby is the fulfillment of all of those promises. So he said, all this was written that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bring forth a son. That's the first uh, prophecy here in Matthew chapter one, the prophecy concerning Jesus' being born of a virgin that the christ child was not conceived naturally but it was supernatural the way that jesus was conceived and he's he's referring to isaiah chapter 7 in verse 14 when he says as it was spoken by the prophets he's referring to isaiah 7 and 14 where the prophet isaiah said therefore the lord himself shall give you a sign Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel. That was 700 years before Jesus was born that Isaiah prophesied that this baby was going to be born of a virgin, a virgin. You know, the mo- Some of the modern versions of the Bible, uh, which uh, I don't recommend. Some of the modern versions of the Bible don't refer to Mary as the Virgin Mary, but they use a word and refer to her uh, just as a young woman or a young lady. And uh, so I reject that. I reject those versions. Actually, those are heresy. Uh, if they do not refer, to Jesus, the baby uh, Jesus, and to Mary as uh, the Virgin Mary, then that's heresy. We don't believe that she was just another young lady or just another young woman. We know that the Bible says that this child was going to be born of a virgin. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And it's prophesied by Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. It's kind of interesting the... uh, uh, marriages in uh, Bible times, in Old Testament times, and even in the, the times of the, of the Gospels, that um, they were mostly arranged marriage. Usually it was the fathers that would get together and make a deal, like a contract. This would happen when, uh, many times when they were very young and they would arrange it when they come of age that uh, they're, going to be, they're going to be married. And the fathers would make that arrangement. And then about a year before they actually were married, there was a betrothal period. Uh, and that, that betrothal was usually, uh, that was an, uh, a legal contract, a legal marriage. Uh, although they didn't live together, there was about a year's span of time before they came together... The groom would, after the betrothal time, would go and he would prepare a home. He would build a house or prepare a home. And then after a year, he would bring his bride to his father's house and there would be the wedding celebration and uh, the ceremony and all of the, the uh, celebration would go on and they would come together and be a married couple after that period of time. But this young lady, Mary was pregnant by the Holy Ghost, the Bible says. She conceived supernaturally by the Holy Ghost, and that was a fulfillment of Isaiah chapter 7 and verse 14. Why is that important? Why is it important? Well, if if Jesus was naturally conceived and had a natural father, then he would not be the sinless son of God. Uh, If he was... Conceived naturally uh, that he would not be the spotless sacrifice that we uh, needed for all of mankind to be saved. He was that lamb slain from the foundation of the world, that spotless lamb. And and, uh, uh, it would have not been so if uh, Mary had not conceived of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Praise God. And so it is a, it's a miraculous thing that Isaiah prophesied hundreds of years before that this baby was going to be born of a virgin. Amen. Amen. Let's read on here. Another place in this text is in chapter 2 uh, where he, uh, Matthew says, and they said unto him, or, or let's back up just a little bit here, uh, Jesus was to be born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king. Behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. When he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together and demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet. Now these religious leaders and scribes, they were all well versed in the law and the Old Testament scriptures. And so when Herod gets upset and concerned about there's going to be a king born here, where is this king going to be born at? And all the, the scribes and the religious leaders said, Well, we've read this. Again and again and again. We've read read this hundreds of times. It says he's going to be born in Bethlehem. And uh, uh, thus it is written by the prophet that he was going to be born in Bethlehem. So that's another of the prophecies that are fulfilled right here in Matthew's gospel that Jesus was going to be born. Got to go back to Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, to find that prophecy. But thou, Bethlehem, Ephratah, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto, unto me, that is to be ruler in Israel, whose going forth have been from old, from everlasting. So Micah, again, a prophet, hundreds of years before, prophesied... That uh, the Messiah was going to be born of a virgin and born in this little bitty hamlet called Bethlehem. A small little community uh, called Bethlehem. That's where he is going to be born. Amen. Bethlehem was uh, a place that was known for its grain and the making of bread uh, in the city of Bethlehem. Thus it was called the house of bread. Interesting that Jesus himself, uh, is the bread of life born in the city of Bethlehem, the city of bread. And that's where he was, was born. And, um, um uh, Psalm 90 in verse two, it says before the mountains were brought forth or era, thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. That is uh, the fulfillment that He was born in Bethlehem and that He was truly the Son of the Living God. Amen. Bethlehem uh, was uh, uh, a place um, uh, where uh, uh, that was insignificant. It was small. And as the prophecy said, though thou be little out of the thousands of Judah, the most unlikely of places, yet the prophet said, this is where it's going to happen. And that's where Jesus was born. Amen. He came uh, to Bethlehem because of the taxing and the census uh, that uh, was required by Caesar Augustus. And he comes to Bethlehem And there in that place, in that lowly place, in the most humble of setting, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, was born. Praise God. Amen. Fulfilling the prophecy of Micah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Another prophecy that's also found here in this chapter is in chapter 2. And... uh, uh, let's read starting with verse 13. And when they were departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, saying, "Arise and take the young child and his mother and flee into Egypt. Be thou there until I bring thee word, for Herod will seek the young child to destroy him." When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night, departed unto Egypt, and there and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled. That's the phrase that's repeated over and over again by Matthew. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet saying, Out of Egypt have I called my son. So when the threat came, when Herod gave the threat uh, to destroy uh, all of uh, the little boy babies that that were in in Judah. When the threat came... uh, Joseph had already had the, the, uh, the warning to flee to Egypt. And uh, interesting enough, the prophets, hundreds of years before, knew this was going to happen. Knew that probably the first two years of Jesus' life were going to be spent in a hiding place, a refuge in Egypt. And he was there, Hosea 11 and 1. When Israel was a child... Then I loved him and called my son out of Egypt. Fulfilling the prophecy of Hosea. Herod was wicked and jealous and wanted to destroy and did destroy uh, all of these little children. What a horrible, terrible thing it was. But God preserved Jesus in a hiding place in Egypt. And Hosea prophesied about it. Hundreds of years before. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. Amen. Not only uh, was his uh, being in Egypt for two years prophesied by the Old Testament prophets, but also the little children being slain was prophesied as well. Uh, Read here in verse 16. Then Herod, when he saw that he was mocked of the wise men, was exceeding wroth and sent forth and slew all the children that were in Bethlehem, and in all the coasts thereof, from two years old and under, according to the time which he had diligently inquired of the wise men. Then was fulfilled that which was spoken by Jeremy the prophet, saying, In Ramah was there a voice heard, lamentation and weeping, and a great mourning. Rachel weeping for her children would. And would not be comforted because they are not. Even the destruction of all of those children was prophesied by Jeremiah the prophet in Jeremiah 31 and verse 15. Thus saith the Lord, a voice was heard in Ramah, lamentation and bitter weeping. Rael weeping for her children refused to be comforted. For her children, because they were not. All of this prophesied. All of those hundreds of years before. All of these events being fulfilled in these in the life of Joseph and Mary and the baby Jesus. Praise God. Praise the Lord. One more prophecy that's in this text in chapter two is at the at the close of this chapter. When Herod was dead, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt, saying, Arise and take the young child and his mother, and go into the land of Israel, for they are dead which which sought the young child's life. And he arose and took the young child and his mother, came into the land of Israel. When he heard that Archelaus did reign in Judah in the room of his father Herod, he was afraid to go thither, notwithstanding, being warned of God in a dream. He turned, he turned aside into the parts of Galilee, and he came and dwelt in a city called Nazareth, that it might be fulfilled. There it is again. Five times that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, he shall be called a Nazarene. Amen. Amen. Not a Nazarite, but a Nazarene, meaning he was from Nazareth, and it was fulfilled and Jesus spent the rest of his life, 28 years until his public ministry started. He was uh, raised up in the city of Nazareth. Thus, he was called Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus the Nazarene. And it was pretty much ridiculed. Everyone that was from Nazareth, for whatever reason, uh, was seen, they, they were seen to be lowly and. Uh, uh, people of uh, of uh, ill reputation remember when they came to Nathaniel to introduce him to Jesus in John chapter one that he said, "Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth?" That was the attitude that they had about Nazareth. Jesus was born in a lowly condition. Jesus was from a city uh, that uh, uh, there was much uh, bad reputation. About the place, but he was the one that sprung up out of all of that and became the deliverer for all of Israel. So, why is it important? Why is it important that we take notice of these Old Testament prophecies? It's a reminder to us that God keeps his word, that God fulfills his word, and every promise is true. And you can build your life on it. You can know with a certainty and an assurance that God will keep his promise. And so this morning, I want to encourage you today to uh, to put your hope and your confidence in a God uh, who keeps his word. And put your trust in the promises of the word of the Lord. Read it, study it, meditate upon it, put it in your heart. To, And then from from living it out, I know there's a lot of ridicule and a lot that want to try to discredit the Bible and discredit the things of God and the Word of God. But let me tell you, it's a pretty miraculous book. It's a pretty miraculous book that all these things are fulfilled in the person of Jesus and the coming of this little baby, Jesus, being born in Bethlehem and... uh, Uh, Raised in Nazareth, all prophesied hundreds of years before. It encourages me to know that I can put my life and my trust in the promises of God's word. Amen. Praise the Lord. And Jesus came into this world, and we know that he came to be the Savior of all men. All men. And that was the message that Matthew was speaking to all that Jewish nation. They were religious, they knew the scriptures. They knew all of these prophecies, but they just couldn't see it being fulfilled the way that it was being fulfilled. Uh, In a manger, in Bethlehem, in the person of this little baby, they couldn't see it all being fulfilled. They missed it. They missed it. And and Matthew is reminding them, oh, no, this is the, the scriptures that you have known and learned and read all of your life and you have believed they're all being fulfilled. And this person... Jesus Christ praise God amen and that's a miracle amen that's a miracle amen the fulfillment so every time you pick up this book this word of God remember this is a miracle book this is a miraculous book amen and you can put all of your confidence in the promises of God today praise God father thank you for your word we thank you, Lord, that you speak to our hearts, Lord, when we read it, when we study it, when we hear your word taught and preached. Lord, it's a reminder to us, Lord, of the great miracle of your promise. And I just pray, Lord, today, and during this Christmas time, Christmas season, Lord, Lord, that somehow the message would break through to a lot of people who hear it. They hear it in the Christmas hymns and carols, they hear the story, they know a lot about it, but Lord, there are like a lot of the Jewish nation that missed it. They didn't see it, they didn't recognize Jesus for who he was. And I just pray, Lord, that through all this season that our eyes would be opened and that people who don't know the Lord would come to know him in a real and a personal way. In Jesus' name. Praise the Lord.